With me, as always, is my right-hand man to the left, C. Wayne. Oh, we're starting. And anyway, our, and my producer, Brandon Torres. Hey. All right, guys, let's get into it. Today, I have to walk back two different things I said last week because I was uneducated, and Brandon will be thrilled on at least one of them. It's because you dropped out of college. It's true. Loser. That's, that's true. We'll also talk about the NBA Finals, and C. Wayne will give us a little bit of heads up on video games and the new school, and Brandon and I will try to give him a little bit of input on the old school of things. So let's get into it, man. So I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, walk back a couple of things. Number one will be the one that Brandon's going to be thrilled about. Um, I made a comment uh, last week when we were recording about Logic being a candy wrapper, um, which sounds much funnier when you say candy wrapper instead of just candy wrap. So anyway, um, <laughs> Logic put out a very like pop album. You know, I mean, he was still putting down his bars and everything, but it, it was very as a pop sound. And so that's where I was like, oh, it's candy rap because the way it was explained to me is like if you're rapping over a pop song, it's it's candy rap. And then I actually decided to, you know, look it up, and like it talks about how basically your lyrics are just catchy. Not really talking about anything though. Like the song "Broccoli," for instance, where it's yeah, just right. well, Yachty, that's lot that yeah. song slaps. Uh, well, that's, it, which it does. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say most candy rap songs the actually. Baby. Yeah, you know, I mean, they they're good, they're catchy, people love them, but they're really not talking about anything deep. I last week I named Drake as one of my favorite artists, and he has a library of just songs that are only purpose was I mean, candy rap. Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna say I know when that hotline bling. Yeah, that could only mean. I do have two One phones, thing. yes. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <Anyway. laughs> was, that, was that Drake or, or Kevin Gates? He mentioned it. Okay, fair enough. Um, but anyway, so I, I walked that back, and I will say this, man. Logic, his lyrics are very... Uh, they have deeper meaning and all that kind of stuff, so I can't... I have to say I was wrong. He is not a candy rapper. The other, otherwise, the other song that I uh, plugged, that UNI song, Dougie Funny... Very much so candy rap. It ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> like, it's yeah, not talking yeah, about anything. And, and by no means did I really take any offense to the candy rap thing because the way I understood it was candy rap was, like you said, it was uh, they cross over into the mainstream. They have an appeal that may not have been in their older sound, which I can kind of, I can understand that because whenever he crossed over with that song that he wrote about suicide prevention and awareness with the hotline, the, the phone number, it, uh, it did take over and it did put him into the mainstream and made him very pop and very, I, I don't know, for, for lack of a better way of just, you know, candy, where it was just appealing to the ears but had no, I can't even say that it didn't have substance, but it, it, you could tell he was aiming for a particular type of audience. He was reaching. Yes, yes. So, so that's kind of the, the only thing when I even addressed or brought it up to you again in the first place was because it was like, uh, I listen to all of his music, so I don't necessarily feel that same way, but I'm also a fan. Right. And he, he came in, and his music came into my life at a time that I needed it, so, so his message spoke to me, and, and that's why I attached to it, which is also why I, I felt the need to even bring it up again. But, right. But well, hey. that, that wasn't nearly the uh, nana nana boo boo I thought it was going to be, so I, I don't feel nearly as bad as I thought I was going to. But, uh, okay, so when we were talking before we started recording, you, you had said that you wanted to walk back your top five since we're in the walk back anyway. I'll walk back mine, too. 
Okay. Just for right. my pride. Do you remember your your top five? I remember because the three was... ones I want to keep. Okay. Okay. No, let's let's start with him because <laughs> yeah, I please. have thought about what I said last week, but I'm more curious to see what you. Yeah. Who made it? Yeah. Who, my, who made time? the cut? Okay. Number one, NF. Okay. That's number good. two, Little Wayne. Okay. Number okay. three, Eminem. Okay. okay. Number four, John Bellion. Yeah. All right. Number five, Lincoln Park. Hundred okay. percent. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's respectable. I got, I got rap, pop, alternative rock. rock. Yeah, yeah all, you cover yeah. all the genres there. Yeah, no? yeah, that's good. Katy Perry, Six Man. <laughs> you couldn't. You can't leave anything <laughs> nice. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean that's fair enough. Okay. She's coming that, that, off okay. the bench in crunch time. I'll, okay. So so we'll, we'll go ahead because I, I was going to ask that too. So so that's good. So you're going to say that your guilty pleasure is, is Katy Perry. Oh yeah, fireworks. Like California girl, oh, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, that's that's just dark horse. I, it's a good song. I, yeah, I, I I I'm sure it is. All right. So anyway, let, let's go ahead and move over to Brandon. Please make this better than that. Um, no, I'm kidding. Katy Perry. Yeah, say the rest of your stuff though. I I, I can't say anything about it. Sometimes you feel like a plastic bag. What, 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 Flowing it, in the it, wind, waiting for a new song. Oh God, get out of here with this. All right, Brandon. Walk back your top five. Give me your give me your new and improved top five. All right. Yeah. What what I was thinking last week is uh, when I gave that top five, I was thinking more along uh, all time kind of what I've listened to the most over the entire you know span of my life. But then when I got to, to thinking about the music that I listened to in the past ten ten five to ten years of my life. I don't really listen to those bands anymore. So I don't feel like that's a, a good example of you know, my all-time favorite music anymore. And if I were to give a list, I would name that same top five that I gave as my listening list now. I would say Drake, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Logic, and Mac. But Logic, for some whatever reason, his message of peace, love, and positivity hit me and felt so profound that I immersed myself in it. And even now, it's it's what I, I'm all about. I'm all about trying to be that guy that's promoting peace, love, and positivity and, and good vibes all the time. I don't have that hostility in my heart anymore. So I, I grabbed onto that. But, you know, if it's candy wrap, it's candy wrap. But to me, sometimes it feels like it's more. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I got that. Because there's tons of stuff, like music that... Uh you know that you just don't expect to to really get a hold of you and like if you connect with music on an emotional level then i mean it really does mean more to you so i mean i i think that's cool man you got you got good good reasonings for your top five and everything uh so so let let's move to something like this so uh, since we found out c wayne guilty pleasure katie perry yes what's exactly yours exactly right uh i probably have to say uh anything new metal because I grew up listening to new metal, so Corn and Limp Bizkit and, oh, yeah. and Saliva and yeah. bands like Saliva's that. Saliva's pretty good. And w- you know, with there's a DJ and a rapper, but also heavy metal, all of that mixed together. That was that was what I grew up on. That was I my, say, I mean, yeah, we, my stuff. We've all kind of agreed before that you know Lincoln Park and Lincoln Park is considered new metal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got the DJ, they've got you know Mike Shinoda of their rapping while you got. Chester Bennington screaming all the time, and it was it just worked. It was fantastic. So, uh, so yeah, okay. So just anything new metal, huh? Yeah, uh, in particular, Limp Biscuit though. <laughs> yeah. Fred Durst. I thought your fried walked out of the door. Macaroni. Yeah, it, it was hard with Corn as well because Jonathan Davis, he's right there alongside with some real 
oh, some of them lyrics is like, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a good look nowadays. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that are aren't a, a, a good look nowadays. After uh, that limp biscuit comment, your pride's on the floor. You can pick it up. Uh, well, don't forget you put Nickelback in your top five last week. They're still there. I, oh my! They're top God. ten. Katy Perry was a dark horse number six. That means any of those other top five just. They mess up just a little bit, and she's yeah. right up in there. Oh, that's exactly right. right. But I will say this, though. Like, whatever it is like, I'm going to ask Colby what his guilty pleasure is, and I'm like, I mean, he's out and open about a, a no lot shame. of... Yeah, no, no shame. Yeah, he has no shame. Yeah. Zero shame. Hey, man, look. Black Bears, number seven. Almost uh, there. I, I like, yeah. I actually like that. I'm, I'm good with that one. But what about you? <laughs> Am I? Yeah, you've you've, grill, right. you've grilled us on yeah, hours. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean I yeah. I mean that's a thing. I've definitely got one. Let us know. Right now? Yeah. Oh god. All right. Um, the viewers are waiting. The view okay. is waiting. I, I would say yeah, viewer one singular. Mom, hi Lance this morning. Hi Rado. But uh <laughs> No, honestly, my guilty pleasure I don't even know about how guilty I am about it, but man, Elton John. Elton John. I, I, Tiny Dancer, you know, a big fan. Uh, Crocodile Rock, come on now. Rocket Man. Rocket, oh, hey. Bro, oh. Oh, I'm a Rocket Man. Or maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what he's talking about? <laughs> I don't want to. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, we're, we're finishing up on music here. I'm going to walk back my other thing that was said that was actually said out of ignorance, and I'm a little more embarrassed about it because I should have known better, and I didn't. Uh, I just read, like, I, I looked up, uh, you know, the last time the Bucks won. And, like, it just kind of, like, listed a bunch of stars of the team, uh, not necessarily for that year. So I was like, oh, Sidney Moncrief, you know. And so it was a funny story. The next day after we recorded, I was uh, talking to some folks about it, and I said, you know, like on the 71 Bucks, and everyone's like, oh, Oscar Robertson. I was like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was like, right, yeah. I said, and? And they're like, what? And who? I was like, Sidney Moncrief. And they're like, of course, my dad was one of these people. My dad's like, Sidney Moncrief would have been 14 years old in 1971. I was like, how do you know that? And he's like, because I was 14 years old in 1971. I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So I went in and looked. I was like, I, there's no way I got this wrong. Yeah, Sidney Moncrief was on the 81 bucks, not the 71 bucks. Yeah, so 10-year uh, difference. Yeah, that was... Uh, uh, I kind of led into that as well, because you were naming off or asking people on that team leading into that, and I was in the same line of thought as you as... Moncrief, I knew he was a buck. I knew he was an all-time legend. I just thought he got that ring with that books team. and it, it's, Everything about it seemed like it fit, except for the fact that it never happened. So, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I didn't know who Sidney Moncrief was before. Y'all no, I mean, but, I mean, you know, you're 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. By all but Bobby Portis. For intents and purposes, I shouldn't have known who yeah, Sidney Moncrief our, is, but that's a good point. Our boy Bobby. Yeah, I would say, but if we, if we are going to talk about pro hogs on the Bucks, we'll get into the NBA Finals. We'll talk about Bobby Portis going off uh, in, in the playoffs, man. This dude has decided, he's like, you know what, I'm just ready to, I've been trying, I've been trying, now I'm going to do it. I'm going to get out here and make my name known. And I'll tell you what, man, Bobby Portis has looked awesome. You know, uh, we'll see tomorrow night. Uh, we will see game one, Bucks and Suns, and uh, see if he comes out in the starting lineup. And if you know, even if he's not on the starting lineup, we'll see how much uh, how much game time he gets. I mean, he's been putting serious numbers on the board with rebounds and points. So, you know, uh, I, I I think that 
I'm hoping that he steps it up and, and keeps it going. I kind of forgot he was in the league for a little bit because he, like, was nothing for a while. Well, he, well, he went to Chicago, so that's where yeah, all basketball that, players go to die, apparently. Yeah, yeah, and even this, even in the beginning of the playoffs, he wasn't on the starting roster of his or the, Bucks lineup, or like the second team either. He didn't come out. Well, but in the NBA anymore, I mean, you're really playing with a seven-man team. Everyone else is filler, practice squad, everything else. Bogus. I mean, you're really looking at a seven-man team most of the time. So, you know, but with Giannis getting hurt. Uh, you know, I don't know why they were like, hey, let's bring Bobby Portis in. But I'm glad they did, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, like I like seeing him do well, I mean, you know, because he's a, a Razorback and everything. And you know. he's getting his moment to shine, so you really see him out there hustling. And the, the energy that he's playing with is infectious. It's, it's a real treat to watch him play right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So since we're going into the finals uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday, July 6th, um, well, uh, who's your pick? You, you still the Suns? You, you're still in four. You had the Suns not making it at all. I thought the Clippers would come back because they'd come back all year. But I wanted the Suns to win. So I want Chris Paul to get a ring. He did say that. I've listened yeah. back to the audio, and he no, did. I, he did suggest that he wanted the Suns to win. He just was leaning with the Clips on that way. I wouldn't be upset no matter what happened. Right. I right. know how to play the statistics. I'm an Arkansas fan. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, okay, so you, you're you're going with Suns. You're going Chris Paul and the Suns gonna gonna in five. You're gonna do them in five, okay? Yeah. Um, I actually am. I'm actually going to uh, pick the Bucks to win in five. I mean, I, I just think with maybe I'm just clinging to a little bit of Razorback loyalty or something with Bobby Portis, but I don't know. It just looks like the more well-rounded team is in Milwaukee. It's I, not hard to win four games. It's easy. No, you're right. One shot difference. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's true. It's very true. It's basketball. You can, you yeah, can any given get, night. catch fire. Yeah. I say, well, especially whenever you do have someone as dynamic as Chris Paul. I mean, that dude is uh, – he, he's, he's another one that's fun to watch. He, he's, he's a worker. You know, he's, he's always going full tilt, and it's, you know, it's nice to see. You know, uh, we could talk about, you know, some of the other – NBA stars that maybe don't go quite as hard, but somehow have a lot of recognition. Like, I don't know. I'll just make up a name, okay? Put it in air quotes. We'll call it like James Harden or something like that. You know, Le- Jabron Lames. Yeah, Jabron Lames. I don't know if we can put that in there, Mike. <laughs> no, but uh, but you know, with all, I do like some of the rule changes that are going on that are going to take effect after the season, like. Um, Three-point shooters are no longer allowed to, you know, they, they've been warning them about throwing the leg out and everything, but what they, they got around it is they started jumping into their defender. We'll be on the three-point line. That's going to be offensive foul if you jump into your defender. That's Trey, uh, Trey Young's money move. I know, yeah. Or short people's money move. Yeah. That's yeah like, I was, was going to say, I've seen all everyone do that. Even Damian Lillard does that from way beyond – Damian Lillard, that, does that guy have a range right. that he can't hit a shot? Right. I'm telling you, man. Like he's like from oh, the I bench because he's never on it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you go. That dude is a he's a pretty impressive shooter. Uh, you know his limitless range is is pretty impressive. You know when he's shooting from the logo and he's like good, yeah, it just yeah, runs off like that. That's just his range. Yeah, that, that, it's like he's not jacking up wild threes. Yeah, that's just right. his range. It's, it's just pretty incredible to watch. It's like, uh, where do you think his range is? Inside the gym? I don't know. He could be <laughs> up in the nosebleeds. He'd probably make it. Dudes with uh, Dude Perfect need to get a hold of him, you know what I mean? <laughs> Am I allowed to say Dude Perfect, or is that like a copyright thing? Eh. 
Uh, all right, Brandon, who, who you got winning? Uh, I see Giannis and the Bucks taking it in game six. I think that the, the Suns have enough to give them a good go of it, and I wouldn't even be surprised if it goes seven games. It's just I see Giannis wanting it more. This is his time to, to claim that he is one of the elite. We already see him as that, but, right, I but mean, this is for his opportunity to stake his claim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be able to say, see, I, I've got a trophy. I've got a ring. I'm, I, I've already proven it, but now I have these accolades to show for it, so, you know, put me in the conversation. With Jordan. And only Jordan. Mm, I don't know about all that, but uh, hear me out. Okay, I'll actually expand on this a little bit, uh, and we'll move past the NBA. But check this out. The only reason I am always so team Jordan is not just because I grew up in, in the Dynasty Bulls era, but because, like, he is such a dynamic player. You know what I mean? There was nothing he couldn't do. He could shoot threes. He can handle the ball. He can weave in and out of traffic. He can dunk. He can, uh, you know, pull up jumpers were incredible. Ball handling, incredible. Defense, incredible. You know what I'm saying? He's got all that. Where Giannis, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Giannis Antetokounmpo because this dude is also a very dynamic player, especially for how big he is. But that does limit him a little bit on driving to the basket, you know, w- with the ball. You know, away from the basket, I mean, this dude's a giant. Like, he's back door cutting. Just throw the ball up. He'll get it. Lob City in Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, but as far as, like, a one-on-one game, I, I still still go with MJ. If we're talking MJ in his prime, I'm still going with MJ. If we're talking about MJ now, yeah. I mean, golf, maybe he wins. But uh, I think Tom Brady's got golf in his bag. Oh, God. Tom, can you deflate a golf ball? I don't know how that works. Do, because they, do they need cameras? Is, is that something that you yeah, spy I don't, on the other golfers? Know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just – I'm not saying Tom Brady is a cheater, but, you know. Well, I'm saying he's, it's good, only been he's good at winning. No, all, all, no, no cap, as you would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually wasn't have Tom a lot Brady. Of, that was I have, Bill Belichick. I have a lot of balls. love for Tom Brady and the, the Patriots in spite of all, of all of those things. I have nothing but absolute respect for, for those teams and what they were able to accomplish but again, I'm Mr. Peace, Love, and Positivity. Let's He's a Cowboys this. fan. That, that's all you have to say. You're a Cowboys fan. Fair enough. I've already said I'm addicted to losing. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan, man. I'm, it's like, yeah, we like Dallas. They become losers. I like the Yankees. Oh, they become losers. Yeah. I like the Bulls. Oh, oh they become losers. Yeah. I, I get it because I also share some of that fandom. I guess the only place where we really went different directions is I kind of latched on to Kobe when he was young right. and, and I, the Lakers became my team. Yeah. So, so that's all that the, the only difference is. And it was really honestly because he reminded me of Michael Jordan, the way he played yeah. the ball, the well, play, uh, played there, basketball reminded uh, me of MJ. Like, Another uh, dead like, person. Like we had talked about uh, last week though, if, if there ever was a one-on-one, rest yeah, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Another one. I think we did that one last week too though. Anyway, um, it, it, but that's the whole thing. If you were going to do the GOAT conversation as a one-on-one game of players in their prime, the only thing that I would say I don't know how this will turn out would be Kobe versus MJ. Like, I just uh, – who knows, man. Oh, yeah. But, you know, MJ prime versus LeBron James. Oh, MJ with. slaps him. Yeah, that's over 12-0. with. 12-0. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Devin Booker, they said, is like a young Kobe. Like, he's kind of falling because he trained with him before he died, but – yeah, Devin Booker has uh, he kind of turned up in the in the playoffs too. Mm-hmm. He, he was he, looking he good. He has never been an All Star. He's always snubbed. I know. Well, this was Zach Levine's first chance to be an All Star. 
Yeah, I'm clinging to the pool. Leave me alone. Okay, nobody better. can see your looks, but I see them and I feel them, so knock it off. Devin Booker's right? better than Zach Levine. Uh, I'm not going to argue that. Okay. I'm, I'm really not going to argue that. I'm just trying to cling to something positive for the Bulls. Like, and honestly, by this Wendell, time next Wendell year, Zach Levine's probably not going to be a, a Bull. Do what? Wendell Carter. Yeah. What about him? Isn't he on the Bulls? Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know. Mark Kennan, he kind of fell off. Markinen? Lauren. Yeah. Larry Markinen, he's a. Uh, he was a bust. I, yeah, he. I don't know. He did kind of fizzle out. Like Zion like that Williamson, me. bust. Okay, but Zion is still young enough to where he can have a comeback. Yeah, you know? Alonzo, bust. I was. He's still in New Orleans though, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Zion. Mm-hmm. So is Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you Lonzo know. was at. He was at Lakers. Boston before, right? Lakers. Lakers. LeBron oh, traded them. Yeah, of course he did. Zion, he comes in. You know, he plays one year uh, Duke. Uh, the famous sneaker blowout that, you know, secured him millions of dollars with Nike, uh, and then goes in and starts playing for the Pelicans, which, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, Zion, if you've ever watched him play, he, he's a very talented ball player. He's, he's a surprisingly well-rounded ball player for how big he is. Like, I, I didn't – honestly, I was looking at him, I was like, this dude can't dunk. Look at him. It's a, you know, he's a chubby kid. He's not going to be able to. You reminded me of Charles Barkley back when it's, Barkley was on the Sixers. Except with a 46-inch vertical. For real, dude. This, yeah, kid, yeah. this kid can jump out of the gym. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, not the round mound or rebound where <laughs> the, 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 some of those dunks were a little iffy. Yeah, that's right. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, but, you know, if we're talking about, like, young talent coming up in the NBA, yeah, I think Zion still has a bright future ahead of him. I, 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 you know, there was so much buildup to him, you know, like he was going to be the next Kobe, you know, so young and doing it. You know, once you play up into a different level, though, it hits your confidence a little bit. It has to. He's playing with men, not little high school kids anymore. Right. Or even, you know, uh, ACC teams or anything like that. Yeah, know? yeah. You yeah, know. but is he asking out officials during the middle of basketball games? No, but like Luca my, does. Like my <laughs> boy Luca. <laughs> yeah, Luca Doncic, man, that dude was like, <laughs> I don't even remember the line. He gave her some corny pickup line. It's like, did you see that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she says no, and he's like, it was you giving me your number. I was like, what? Oh my goodness. And I don't, I, you know, I messed that up. I'm certain that wasn't not, exactly what it said. He's not American, so it's okay. Well, you know, whatever. He's Dude's boring. got game. You know, he's asking out the referee. She blushed and everything. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. But, but yeah, man, I'm getting back onto it is this. Uh, Brandon and I pick Milwaukee. You pick him game six. You're seeing a pretty close series. Uh, I'm saying game five, Bucks take it. You're saying game five, Suns take it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, by well, we should by this time next week have, have our answer. It was predicted by a fan. Yeah, speak on it. Speak years on it. ago in 2016. Forgot the name. Something something Flumer. F-L-U-H-M-E-R. Look him up. Find him. Stalk him. He predicted the Bucks and Suns. Game 7, 2021, the Bucks win 123-115. to If that comes true, Simpsons, all that stuff, time travel is real. Yeah, it's Boom. real. Yeah, Boom. absolutely. You can't tell me it's not. They got a DeLorean. They got the it Suns to 88 were, miles an hour. Great the, Scott, they've done it. The Suns were 15 <laughs> seed in the West. 15th seed in the West in 2016. Repeat that. The Suns. The Suns were 15th seed in the West in 2016. And the Bucks were like 10th seed. You don't predict them to win in five years. The Suns have nobody. They have Devin Booker Young. That's it. Yeah. Well. And Chris Ball comes in, and he's the builder of teams. Okay. So, 
<laughs> I, I don't know what's all right cool time travels real maybe we don't know it we'll is. find he out predicted soon predicted the finals uh yeah he predicted if it goes 20, seven do he, what only if it goes seven he predicted only last if it year. goes seven yeah if it goes seven i'm gonna probably i don't know start calling colby and be like dude we have to find this guy bring so, on the show someone else <laughs> predicted the toronto raptors in 2019 would beat the warriors in six and then someone predicted the lakers and the heat would be in the finals there's so many predictions. I'm gonna make predictions You have to next think year. somebody has to next get it. Next year, you know what I mean. It's going to be the Clippers and the Nets. On right now, four games. Nets sweep the Clippers. I'd say that's pretty bold talk. It's pretty bold, Cotton. Especially <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. Well, especially because after Game Seven, like we've talked about this before, Kevin Durant's gonna be sitting up in his bed texting GMs, "Hey, you up? Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee, you up? <laughs> Phoenix, Tell Giannis, I say, what's up? You know what I mean? I was thinking about coming through. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and say it. this is the reason I don't have a tremendous amount of respect for Kevin Durant, though, is because, like, he was in Oklahoma. They were building a really awesome team, right? And then, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook left. Uh, and, and then he, James Harden. James Harden. Yeah. And then uh, KD is like, oh, I'm going to go jump on the Warriors. He hit up Draymond, you up. Yeah, exactly. Draymond's like, always up. He's down bad. <laughs> he looks like Don Gelfrick. He's down bad. Yeah, Draymond, Draymond's down bad. He's always up. And KD hit him up. He said, hey, you up? I'm thinking about coming through. And next thing you know, Steve Kerr's got a super team. And, uh, you know, of course, then they, they make it to the finals against the Heat in 2016, fall short. That was the huge winning streak for them, you know, 72-9, and nine, I think. And uh, then you had the next year where they won the finals. They were the champions. And then the next year they went back again. He got that injury and was like, I guess he heard Kyrie's heading to Brooklyn and some others. And he's like, oh, I'll, you know, hey, you up? <laughs> so he made the jump to Brooklyn to build another super team, you know, because you got James Harden, Kyrie, Blake Griffin. Uh, Blake Griffin. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Who else they got? Besides uh, KD. Joe Harris. He's yeah. He won the three-point contest two years ago. Yeah, but okay, okay, but you see what I'm saying. They've got a lot of star power on the team, and they made it to the playoffs and fell flat. Yeah. So I'm just saying that if Milwaukee wins, at least look for KD to be, like, at least making an attempt to go there. I'm just, you know, that's my prediction for next year. How about that? I don't know who's going to be in the finals, but I bet you KD is going to be on one of the teams that are in this year. Uh, so, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll jump off of that unless anyone's got any last-minute things you want to add in. All right, cool. So, C. Wayne, what I want you to do is uh, we've, we've been asked by a listener to do some video game talk, which uh, is cool because I have people here who do that, and I am not that person. So, C. Wayne is going to talk to us a little bit about the uh, the you know, kind of the most popular games out right now, the ones he plays and knows things about. And, you know, feel free if you're a gamer, man, and you're listening <coughs> to this, you know, send us a message or something. Tell us something you want to talk about. Tell us something we messed up on, whatever. So go go ahead, Wayne. Let us know what's up. So, like, the most popular games right now are, like, first-person games. So at least it's Call of Duty. It's Black – or not Black Ops. It's Modern Warfare, like, the Warzone. Like, you go in with 100 people. You fight squads, trios, duos, solos. I play that every day. Minecraft, I play that every day. I've been playing that for like 10 years. Minecraft okay. has stayed alive. Okay, so check this out. I, I know what Call of Duty is, mm -hmm. okay? At first-person shooters, I'm all about it, okay? I played GoldenEye on N64, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Call of Duty's been around since... Yeah, oh, it's always been we great. Playing that and Minecraft. PlayStation 2. Yeah, PlayStation 2 and, and the original Xboxes were, were they... Yeah. What's that? PlayStation 1 also. 
No, they had Medal of Honor. Yeah, that's I like Medal of Honor. Yeah, I Medal of Honor of transitioned into Call of Duty. So, anyway, so so what I'm, what I'm going to ask is this because I genuinely don't know what what is Minecraft. I don't even know what what it is. Do you know Jesus? Yeah, me me and Jesus we're tight, bro. Yeah, me and Minecraft are tight. Okay. Not like that, but Minecraft, I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm happy being closer to Jesus than Minecraft. So okay, Minecraft. I I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like all these little pixel blocks, and you run around and you like build. You can build your home. You can get like stone, wood. There's a million things you can do. Whatever you want. You can. So is it like anything. a like a Sim game? Like you remember Sim City and stuff like that? It, it kind of. You know Terraria. What is it? Terraria. I have no idea. Okay, that's like Minecraft, but a, a one-sided version on your phone. Uh, do you know Roblox? Nope. Okay. I don't know video games. What is Minecraft like? It's like uh, a free room world where you can do whatever you want, build whatever you want, endless possibility. On computer, no boundaries, endless. Unlike Xbox, there's boundaries because of the data. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, that sounds kind of like a kind of like a sim game. Maybe you can do not anything you want. Uh, and then like the goal is to beat the Ender Dragon. Now it's to beat the Ender Dragon, then beat the Wither, and then get a beacon that like shines really bright. So, so you do fight things yes all the time yeah there is a uh like he said there's a a way to beat the game and that's by completing that quest and going all the way through everything you have to do but it's also like a survival sim because you also have to gather your resources and your supplies in order to stay alive and build your shelters you have to sleep you have to always be aware that at night is when the the monsters and the creatures and 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 the the bad guys they spawn at night to attack you, so you have to be sure that you have shelter to protect yourself during or those times. Dark or, caves. Yes, yeah. and, and there's That's all... That's I die a lot. Creepers sneak up behind you, you hear it. TNT. Sounds terrifying. It is. <laughs> if I hear a creeper behind me, I freak out. Yeah, the only reason I'm even aware of it is because my son plays it. He plays it on his uh, tablet, and he plays it on my PlayStation. Now, uh, his older sister, she used to play it on a... Uh, computers, so she played it the version that you were playing it, where she had the full ability to create anything and everything, and I think that's what drew him into it, because he wanted to be like his older sister and play that game too. But I, I'm looking at it the same way that that Hoot is, and it, it's, I don't know, I can't get into it the way that you guys can. I don't know. It makes me feel old because I was the gamer guy back whenever I was younger and that my generation, I was the guy playing those games online, playing streaming and all of those things. Racing games a lot? Yeah. Or those yeah. big, I used to play this racing game. It was like a, it had Jeff Gordon. You could have a car, you could have the trucks, the racing trucks, the number 24. Yeah. Jeff Gordon always chose it, only when I chose. <laughs> or there was like, you could race on dirt tracks and I played that all the time when I was like, on the PS1. If we're talking about like, if we're talking about like driving games, racing games, let's talk about the OG, okay? And maybe not the OG, but the best one I ever played was on Xbox 360. Okay, so throwback to a, an earlier version of NASCAR 2. No, man, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Need for Speed. That was Need like for Speed, GTA uh, Five. Friends, it really is, man. I, I have an Xbox One now, and I actually have a Need for Speed game on it that I play all the time. But uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted was a lot of fun. You, you basically spent the whole time trying to outrun the cops. It's like GTA, kind of. Uh, yeah, except it was all in cars. You didn't get out and More, more like the racing aspect, because you know how yeah. you can do street oh, okay. racing on GTA. Yeah. Just think all it is is the street racing. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, so I, I, I don't know. Is there anything else to know about Minecraft? I mean, 
Uh, it, it seems it, to be very popular. Yeah, uh, there's like online servers. Uh, me and my stepbrother actually play, and he streams it. I don't know the name of Twitch. I would plug it. Sorry, Cameron, you're a bot. But that a bot means bad. That's another term. Okay. Or your dog water. That means you're, you're bad. You're dog water. Is that the same thing as like dirty brown water trash? Yeah, you're you're bad. Okay. <laughs> dog water. Yeah, well. I think my the point comes across a little easier using what I said. Because yeah. if you call someone dog water, they're gonna go what? You call them dirty brown water trash, and they're gonna be like what? That's terrible. Sorry, but go ahead. We play like these online servers. You can play. Uh, it's called Bed Wars and Egg Wars. You can play hide and seek with other Minecraft people online. You can play like survival games, like where you fight, like Hunger Games. There's a lot of stuff you can do. We do that a lot too. That's. I, I will yeah. say this: the whole open format of the game, like there's no. Like there, yeah, you, there is a way to quote unquote beat the game, but there's no like set like this is what you have to do to progress. Yeah. It's like, like a free it, roam kind of game. Yeah, like Skyrim. See, yeah, yeah. There, there's no wrong way to play it. Essentially, right. is see another game that actually is newer. It, it's not new by any means, but I played it at your house. That's kind of the same. There's missions, but you don't necessarily have to do it. But it was really fun. It was the uh, Spider-Man uh, video game. That was a lot of fun. I used to play those a lot. And uh, you know, like you don't have to do anything you swing around the city all you want to and i gotta be honest with you that's what i enjoy doing it's more than fun. anything yeah i'm just like climbing to the top of the top of the tallest building diving off of it yeah they finally got the physics right on on the swinging so it was it's pretty awesome just be yeah. able to free free range roam like that that's what we do whenever we play grand theft auto honestly oh, yeah, we I just, get lost yeah. just how many people roaming. actually do the missions on gta not me know? i steal cars and drive around yeah, gang bang people that's all right, so there's that in video games. So, or I'll get so bored I follow the street like the rules of the world. I'll stop at a stoplight. <laughs> He's all in parallel left. parking. Yeah, I'll like follow the rules and be an abiding citizen. Yeah, there you go. Which, which is actually the only thing that is against the point of the game. Exactly. So, yeah. That's how you play GTA wrong is when you follow laws. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, another one that I know nothing about that's super well. It was. I'm assuming it's still super popular, but like I've heard you talk about, it. your son plays it. I know Colby plays it. Uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, I don't have. That's another one that like Jack I know a lot it. of strange little dances uh, mm -hmm. were made up out of Fortnite. So I actually thought it was like a dance dance revolution thing, and that is apparently not correct. So so why don't you fill me in, man? Educate me. So Fortnite like first blew up. I'm gonna say around 2017. It was made before that, but it was never big because it was like hard to get it going. But I started playing in 2017. I stopped in 2019 because it was like it was getting weird on it, like where it was going. But it's it's still huge. But Minecraft is still bigger. So is Call of Duty. Right. But like Fortnite, it's it's like an SMP survival multiplayer kind of game, like Call of Duty. It's like Warzone except animated. You fight. You can go in and play. Quads, duos, trios, and you like fly in, you get loot off the ground, you fight, you, you try to get a victory royale. So is it like a first person shooter or? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not like Call of Duty, like where you're, the gun's right in front of you. Right. You like see your own character holding a weapon. Okay, so it's a third person. It's like, what game is that like? There, I, there's a shooter game where it's like that. It's like CSGO or something like that. I'm sure. Know. Yeah, I think. Um, Rainbow Siege, maybe. I don't know. Trying to remember, there was a game that was really popular about Gears of War five years ago. Gears of War is that actually was a good game. That, that's that actually a lot. pretty good uh, example that's there. It's kind of a, a good person. example of yeah, the, the way that it is. It's a third person. Skyrim. It's like it that too. Like right. you see your whole character. Right. Uh, all the but, Zelda games. But they've also <laughs> like <laughs> they've also like integrated uh, all this content from actual. Yeah, like yeah, there's like, a Travis Scott. Um, yeah, third concert. party. <laughs> yes, it's a Travis Scott. Concert. Like li yeah. licensed. That's what it is. That's what I'm trying to say. Is they're like have licensed. 
characters. I don't know, characters involved yeah. in it. And they had Marshmallow concert in there one season. Marshmallow, the, the art, musical artist. Ninja. Yeah, the DJ is Ninja a playable character. And Travis Scott is a playable character. They're, skin, they're not, play, excuse me, not playable characters. They are skins. skins. Right. But yes, yeah, so you can play as Travis Scott. You can play as Marshmallow. You can play as Batman, Laura Croft. Football players. Really? Anything, yeah. 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 And it's actually licensed, you know, content. So it has the stamp of approval of these It looks these just people. like them. And it's ridiculous. Animated for, yeah, it's, it's amazing. an animated form. And there's like new, the new TikTok dances all over Fortnite. Yeah. And and there's all kinds of the emotes. That's what my son is obsessed with. Are the emotes, which are those little celebration dances you were oh, referring okay, yeah. to? Let's talk about video games I know about for a minute. That and Colby probably won't know about because they don't work on anything anymore. But you know, if we're gonna do a top five, NCAA. let's call it top five, man. Okay, I can make a okay, good top five. Okay, here we go. I'm uh, in. So so let me hear. I, I, I want to hear eight hours straight. Okay, well we're not gonna do that. I just want your top five, okay. and I want I want to hear new school first. <clears throat> so go ahead. It's like You're, my newer games. Yeah. Top five for new games? Uh, just for your top five games. I just know you're All a lot together. more new school than me because okay. I, I haven't played a game. Number one, because I grew up playing it and I watched my dad play all the time. NCAA football of any year. Okay. Play. I still play that to this day. Number two, Minecraft. I've always played that on PS2 all the way up to PC now. Number three, Call of Duty. I played MW1, 2, 3, the Call of Duty, the one. I played a Civil War Call of Duty game, I think. I played every Call of Duty there is. Ghost, best Call of Duty. A lot of people hate it. All right. Number four, Fortnite, just because it was so fun, like when I was in high school. Yeah, no, I guess. And then yeah. number five, I'm going to have to go Skyrim. I played that a lot, Skyrim. too. And then GTA 6. As a, as a backup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not as GTA you, 6, the game. That'll be out in 10 years. But <laughs> Right, yeah. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you my top five, and they're probably dated. Okay, so number one of all time for me is Nintendo 64's 007 Goldeneye. Aged horribly. Yeah, well, I still love that game. Like, I would still play that game right meow. All right, so we got Goldeneye. Then I'll do uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted uh, on Xbox 360. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else? Uh, okay, on the original Xbox, uh, True Crime, Streets of L.A. Uh, what else? Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas. That Really? Neither of you? I like that one. Yeah, I, was say, I mean, that one was awesome. It was... It was CJ. It was, it was Grand Theft Auto in the hood. It was awesome. But uh, I, mean, I don't care. It was. It was awesome. And then, uh, I would actually say Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart. Mario anything. Too. I have that one too. Yeah. All right. So could you think of another time. four or are you just going to stick with GTA 5 as all <laughs> well, five spots? I do. I do. I got Final Fantasy 7. I forgot about that one. That I, I love that. Now, again, speaking of aged horribly. Yeah, The right. polygons and... and the story is great, but the, the game itself is still fun to play, but the, the it's aged horribly as far as the way that it looks. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario World, I played that as a kid. On uh, Super Nintendo? On Super Nintendo, yeah, yes. Man, Super that Mario World, yeah. yeah. I played yeah. it on DS. Uh, yeah. Sonic Mania, the, the new Sonic that came out okay. here, here recently, I love the old school feel of it, the way that it feels like an old, you know, Sonic and Sonic 2 and 3. Yeah. Go ahead. And my last one, now this is just me being a, a nerd, a wrestling nerd, but it's uh, WWF No Mercy for the Nintendo 64. In my opinion, it's the best professional wrestling game of all time. 
and it legitimately used to start heat in my house with my brothers and my friends, but we get in fist fights over that thing. <laughs> okay, so since we actually brought that up, I'm going to go back to N64 for just a second and a wrestling game. WCW NWO Revenge was also a really cool game. Like, me and a friend of mine used to play that all the time when we were like in, I don't know, fifth, sixth grade, something like that, but it, it was pretty good. Okay, so, you know, we're talking about, like, video games and, like, how they've differed from old and new. Anything from, like, quality to actual content, you know what I'm saying? Like, Duke Nukem had a pretty simple uh, mission. It was like, hey, there's aliens. You're going to swear a lot. There's going to be, like, some scantily clad, very pixelated people, women, I should say. And you're just going to go out there and kill aliens and chew bubble gum. And you're all out of bubble gum. So that was a Duke Nukem line for the youngster who doesn't know. Uh, but, but games today, um, you know, th there's more complex missions, all this kind of stuff. Like I said, I, I, I still stay up with, at least with like Call of Duty and stuff like that, even though I don't play Fortnite or Minecraft or uh, Rocket, Rocket, Rocket League. League. Rocket League's another League one. League of Legends. A, yeah, you know, and I, like Roblox. I said. Roblox, yeah. I don't know what any of uh, that is. Valorant, that's huge now. It's another shooter game. So, Among Us. Among CSGO. Us. CSGO. I'm just going to go ahead and say I, I didn't put it in my top five, but Left 4 Dead um, from, I think, Valve Productions. Mm -hmm. That was a dope Banging video game, game, man. That was awesome. SOCOM. SOCOM. Like the old one? like Yeah, like the PS1 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. SOCOM one. Navy SEALs, man. Yeah, I played with my mom. On the, we have a tiny Nintendo, the uh, Nintendo 64. We played on there. Sweet. It's way harder now than it was when I was a kid. Right. Because I'm used to, you know, the Call of Duty great graphics. Well, that's what I was saying earlier whenever he listed off GoldenEye and I said it isn't aged well. It, the only reason it hasn't aged well, honestly, is because you're shooting and aiming with the same joystick. Right. You have to hold and down And it used trigger. to be so much easier because that's all you yeah. knew. And, and you become so adapted and used to, you know, one hand being on one analog stick and the other hand on another one where you can control the right. character independently from where you're shooting. Yeah, no, Goldeneye. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, you're f wherever you're facing and moving, that's where you're shooting. You know, but okay. So that actually kind of leads me up to this next point, and where things might get a little more serious, and um, you know, you might want to cue up the old "you need to leave" thing because it it could be played here. Um, I, I'm guaranteed to ruffle some feathers. Uh, you know, hopefully not too much, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so with, like, video games, the, the way they've, they've changed, like you were talking about, like, graphics and everything, and, mm -hmm. you know, that's actually a, a, a funny word for it because video games, it seems, have become more and more graphic. Uh, you know, everything from, like, your Call of Duty stuff, you know, the violence is, is very, uh, for the sake of a better way of putting it, it, it it's, it's realistic looking, you know what I mean? Uh, same thing with there's tons of, you know, there's tons of violent video games out there. I mean, you know, we, we all talked about Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto has been uh, at the top of the, the Karen list, you know, for a while because it has, like, the, the point of the whole game is to break the law. You know what I'm saying? You're stealing cars, you're, you're picking up prostitutes, you're uh, shooting people, robbing people. You, you're doing all this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Which none of these are, like, really um, virtuous things that you would want your children to do right and like like i was saying before like the karen list you know karen's 
Karens love blaming everything but themselves, right? And I'm, I'm not just talking about women. I'm talking about anyone who... Uh, has that attitude. Yeah, has that attitude, right? Like, oh, the only reason little Timmy grew up to be a sociopath is because he played video games. Or maybe it was because you weren't a good parent. You know, I mean, I played violent video games. I'm a decent human being. Well, I mean, this is the same content argument that they've been having with going back to Tipper Gore and putting the warning labels on music. It's the same same argument that somebody else is taking their opinions on what is appropriate or, or not appropriate and they're, they're putting some sort of a label on that when I guess the argument is, is it really their opinion that should be the one allowed to make that decision? Right. So like with, uh, you know, like I, I guess uh, we'll talk about music. We can talk about like the, the FCC, you know what I'm saying? They, they decide what is, what's acceptable to hear and what's not acceptable to hear, so on and so forth, uh, you know, TV, music, whatever, right? So like what I've noticed is like, all these violent video games that everyone liked to blame everything on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, the reason people grow up to be terrible human beings is because of all these violent video games. But at the same time, if you look at the other end of culture with, you know, like TV, for instance, like uh, FX is an awesome, uh, they have a lot of awesome original series like, uh, you know, love it or hate it, it doesn't matter. It was a huge success. Sons of Anarchy was a huge success. Mayans, uh, is a spin-off show of that, and it's been successful. Uh, the Shield was probably one of the biggest successes FX ever really had, right? But the first time I ever heard, um, we'll, we'll keep everything family-friendly here, uh, the first time I ever heard the S-word uh, on, on just regular cable TV, it was on FX. And now it's like, TBS, uh, any network you watch a movie PBS. on. PBS. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't watch public broadcasting that much. but Well, it's interesting because with when it comes to cable content, the only thing that prevents them from doing that all the time has always been advertisers. But now advertisers are more accepting. I guess it depends upon the advertisers. Like Harley Davidson, I'm sure, and at UFC have no issue with some of the content. Right. On FX, you know, running after 9 p.m., but I'm sure that there's some people out there that would take offense to that. But again, we're back to, to my original question was who who are they to, to make that decision ultimately? Right. So I, I guess I take a slightly different take on it than you do. Um, and, and the reason I say that is, is not that I, I like I agree with what you're saying. Who are they to decide what is suitable content for me? But at the same time, I'm, I'm a pretty conservative human being. So, you know not a lot of graphic sex or pervasive language on cable TV, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, if I want that, you know, then there's premium networks and, uh, you know, whole stores uh, to, devoted to selling videos that are not suitable for public consumption. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But, look, the point I'm getting to is this. Like, we're going to kind of get off video games, but that's kind of what brought me here is, like, I think we're so backwards on what's acceptable and what's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, used to, it was, oh, you can't swear. You know, you can't say cuss words on the air. I mean, that that degrades the viewer, right? And they stuck to more wholesome stuff, you know? You I can't mean, promote your body like an object. That's huge now. Right. Well, and, okay, but thank you. That That's exactly it. So check this out. 
uh, I'm not going to call out names because I, I really I just don't want to get into uh, f- f- fan attacks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As if anyone's ever going to hear this. You guys will say fans for the person you're attacking, uh, right? Uh, well, you know, yeah. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is this. Like, you have role models for a little girl. You know, my little girl. I, I, I've got a f- almost five-year-old. Uh, so a role model for my daughter uh, is her mom, number one. I mean, her mom is a, is a, a biochemist, uh, you know, runs a lab. She's, you know, she's got it going on. She's a very professional woman. She's very highly educated. She's, you know, she's, she's a good role model. And not to mention she's, a, you know, if nothing else, she's a decent human being. However, you know, the role model for young girls now is people who exploit their body you know what I'm saying? And and I don't know, man. I'm not trying to sound like uh, the old man here who these, these kids today, it's just filth, you know? I, I'm not trying to be like that, but... It is. It's filth. But, I mean, Brandon, these kids today, man, it's just filth, you know? Uh, people I looked up to as far as, like, uh, celebrities, I guess you could say, when I was a kid... Ryan Seacrest. Uh, no. Close. No. Channing oh, Tatum. Oh, my gosh, no. No. You no. have to remember, I wasn't a kid when John you were a kid. John Wayne. Okay. He now, says, how old do you think that he is? Yeah, um, 33. Close, yeah. Uh, 31. Right in between. Dang, 32. There you go, buddy. Uh, but no, but okay. Uh, you have to remember, though, I was raised uh, by a Western-loving father. Uh, John so, Wayne. So uh, John Wayne is actually a good one for me. But, I like John but Wayne. But no, but realistically, like, you know, like MJ. He was the role model for kids, you know what I'm saying? He was a clean-cut guy. He... he could play basketball like nobody's business. He was a champion, and, and at least in the public eye, he was a great human being, right? And, you know, you find out with documentaries some years so later that maybe he, was he wasn't always the best guy, but... Yeah, he pretty much Stockholm Syndrome, the Chicago Bulls, into winning those six champions. Oh, right, that's right. <laughs> oh, no, you will win these championships. Yeah, you're going to, and they're like, I don't know. I mean, I love him, so... <laughs> it's like, no, no, he's mean to us because he's the best of all time. Uh, yeah, that's right. The only reason he beats us is so we'll act better. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you need to leave. But uh, <laughs> it's where, where was I even going with this? Oh, yeah, anyway. Uh, but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, culture seems to be backwards now. Like, And, I, look, man, there's no way of getting into this without sounding like the, the Bible nut, but... It, it, just it just is, remember, it's just your opinion. That's so, right. So ultimately, that's all that matters is yeah. whether I believe you or agree, not yeah. believe you. Who are we whether to tell I you what's wrong? agree right. with you or not, it's your opinion. You're speaking your heart to our audience. So right. It okay. is what it is. So, so here it is, man, because with me, all roads always lead back to Jesus, right? So this whole end times thing that I've been hearing my entire life, you know, it's starting to look a little more like, oh, we're, uh, we're getting a little closer because things that... Or bad will be called good, good will be called bad, all this kind of stuff, right? You know, it is what it is there. But then you look at our culture and, and you know, everything that we held to be good, you know, and I'm not talking about everyone individually, but as a general whole, we always saw the police as the good guys, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would assume that we would all say this, uh, but, you know, not anymore. Not anymore. The American police officer is the enemy. And, you know, for all the mistakes that have been made by cops, um, you know, do they need to answer to them? Absolutely. But you can't just paint with a broad brush. Okay, it's all police. Police are terrible human beings. Like if you're a cop, you're, uh, you know, insert insult here. 
you know, and I, and I, I just kind of disagree with that. And, you know, Colby was, was talking about some stuff earlier that, you know, that uh, lack of a better way of putting, it, I guess, grinds his gears, you know, Peter Griffin style. <laughs> um, and so just, just speak on it, man. I mean, any culture, I'm not being racist, but like the black people, like one does one bad thing, that doesn't mean they're all bad. That's right. At all. That doesn't mean they're right. all bad at all. There's more, there's probably more good ones than there are bad ones, but we don't hear about the good at all from anything. You never hear about the good. Right. You hear about the bad. Well, and that's that's a media attack. And everyone does it too. Even the media that fights against the cops it's, also fights it's against. It's because them. those negative headlines draw more attention and are more. It's easier to get with something negative than it is positive. That too. It, it's easier to write it. That that narrative is much simpler to to create than it is to try to come up with a positive one or even to say something constructive. Well, yeah. and it, you know, it's the same. It's the same thing you just said. But I mean, seriously, what what's more interesting to hear about? You know what I'm saying? Like, to the general public, what's more interesting to Man hear about? Man saves a cat's life or he slaughters. Yeah, they say a, a guy who, you know, a cop who stopped on the side of the road to help someone change a tire. Is that interesting? Or mm-hmm. is it the cop that, you know, pulls his gun and, and shoots somebody? What's a more interesting story? Uh, you know, it's a very Bond villain type thing to say. In fact, I think one of them did say it. Uh, but it was like, there's no news like bad news. Yeah, and right. you know, and and I think that that all that really does is further the divide. You're right. I, I think it's because you don't get enough of a healthy balance because that's the way that the real world works. That there will be some terrible and awful things that happen, and absolutely you need to discuss it and you need to talk about it and you need to be real about it. But at the same time, you can't always just inundate your audience with negativity over and over and over again because that that creates a seed for more negativity i uh, yeah i agree um you know it, it's kind of the same thing what's going on with culture right now um and you know the the biggest things right now obviously in our country is you know the black or or uh really i would say trans but we'll just go ahead and say lgbt plus um you know if if you're a part of one of these groups you're in the clear you're all good. Don't worry about it. You are straight. Uh, but, well, maybe not. But, hey. <laughs> but, like, you support what you want. You do you. Yeah, e- exactly, man. And there's and there's nothing wrong. Like, here's the deal. If you're gay and you're proud to be gay, great. Okay, that's you. That's, that's your thing. Just because I don't necessarily agree with your lifestyle choices or anything like that, what does that matter to you? Yeah, just because, like, I'm saying? straight like, doesn't mean I hate gays. Just because I'm white doesn't mean I hate every other race. Right. Right, and, I, you know, I mean, here's the deal. Uh, if you've got hate in your heart for anybody, anywhere, like true hate for them, stay away from me. I don't want to be around you. I don't need that in my life. I don't want it. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of with Brandon, what he was talking about with Logic's music earlier, it, it's kind of like a, you know, I want to take the hippie stance on it too, you know I mean? I want, you know, world peace and all that good stuff, but the reality is reality. It, it probably isn't going to happen. Um, but, you know, I mean, something that, that irritates me a little bit um, is when I get told what I can and can't be, what I can and can't say, uh, because like you know, if, if I do something that is uh, more broadly looked at as a uh, black thing, like you know, I, I love hip hop music, right? But that's that's you know, it's a black art form is the way I've heard it described. So, and I'm I'm just I'm a guest. I'm considered just a guest. I can't be a fan. I'm just a guest. And I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Now, whatever happened to, like, we can just like what we like? You know what I mean? Like, isn't that the whole 
hypocrisy of it. Like, you know, if, if you're, uh, you know, if you're homosexual, you know, I like who I like and that's my business. Okay, great. Cool. I'm fine. That sounds great. I like what I like. Well, you can't do that. It's cultural appropriation. I need a whole month for it to make sure you know it. Well, okay. Speak on it. I just don't, I, I don't understand that. Like, it, I've never said once that you can't like someone, a guy or a girl, whether you like anybody. You don't need to sit there and announce it to the world and make sure they know that you like someone, that they aren't as good as you because they aren't the same way. Or, like, let them know that they're in the wrong because just because they're not the same means that they just, like, they're disrespecting you. Not true at all. Okay. Yeah. No, and, and, I, and I agree with that. Like, there's. You kind of have to be careful because, like, the point of this is never to intentionally just attack anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's never what I want to do because, like I said, I want the whole peace, love, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. too. You know, good vibes, all that. But, you know, there's there's only so much pushing that a normal human being will take before they have to start pushing back. You know, so, like, uh, for instance, uh, what was the... Uh, it, I'm trying to remember the the second thing that happened in Minnesota. It wasn't George Floyd. It was City? Um, what was his name? Do you remember they they were putting his name on NFL helmets and stuff? Is uh, Blake Jacob Jacob Blake? So Jacob Blake, we make this this whole big spill, you know, about how he was just another uh, casualty of white racist cops, mm-hmm. right? And then the story comes out, and he you know was going for a weapon and. A, Allegedly, I, I don't know, I, but allegedly had just raped someone inside the house, the lady who called the cops, and he resisted arrest, and he got shot. He did not die, thankfully. I'm glad that he did not die. Um, but, you know, I, I, I miss the point where he's some kind of hero, where we put his name on NFL helmets, where we do all that kind of stuff. And do I, am I glad he got shot? Absolutely not. I, I don't want that to happen to anybody. But at the same time, we don't need to make it out to be something it's not. Like George Floyd is a symbol for justice now. And I was like, I didn't know like, stealing money and beating women was justice. Right. You know, and there's where the waters get muddy, right? Because, I mean, look, there's always somebody out there who knows some scumbag. But the, the best line from a movie I ever heard, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Best line from a movie I ever heard was a movie called Shot Caller. If you've never seen it, it is fantastic. Uh, and I might even give you a, a rundown on it after we're done with this. But there was a line in the movie where uh, this, I don't know, stockbroker type guy, he gets a DWI, he goes to prison because he killed his friend in this car accident. So he's a white guy, so of course he hooks up with all the Pecker Woods in, in prison and blase block goes on. But there was a line where the, this head white supremacist dude tells me, he's like, everyone in here at one time was somebody's angel. And I was like, you know, that's actually a really crazy way of looking at that because, you know, whether it be, uh, and, and I'm not going to keep ragging on that same thing because that's just going to get me hated. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you take a criminal who dies in the, in the line of duty of, of his, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's robbing, he's killing, he's doing, he's doing whatever he's doing, he gets killed. And just because his mama says that he wasn't a bad person, doesn't always mean that they're not a bad person. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom will swear to you that I'm probably one of the most perfect infant baby childs ever to be born. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, it's Stop just... the cap. 
Yeah, well, yeah, my mom probably doesn't. My mom probably doesn't think that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, but I've done things in my life that I am not proud of at all. And if like if someone asked me like, "Oh, are you a good person?" I'm like, "No, not even a little bit. Like, I'm doing my best. Uh, I'm a I'm a decent husband. I'm a good dad." But like a good all the way around person, probably not. You know, I've probably even, uh, you know, even unintentionally, I've probably hurt somebody to where they'll tell you that dude's a scumbag, you know. But the the, the point I'm getting to is this, is like, if we're going to commend bravery, why don't we go back to doing it the way we did, you know, 20 years ago, where, you know, our heroes were, you know, military heroes or, you know, hero cops or, you know, athletes, you know, that, that score the winning bucket, not just because they can't win a game so they get up and make a press conference about social justice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, there's tons of ways to gauge, like, uh, who's doing the right thing, who's doing the wrong thing. Well, if, if what you're saying is only good, for, only good for the goose and not for the gander, then you're probably not pushing something that's really, like, the, the good of the many has to outweigh the good of the few. I mean, am I, am I, no, that's, anyone feeling that, or is that just me? That's everything that's happening right now, like, they put it for, like, they made everything better for the few, and then the rest of us are kind of like screwed. Right, right, I mean, you know, cancel culture right now is a big thing, and, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, there's not a cancel culture, I'm like, yeah, I beg to differ, you say the wrong thing when you were 12, and they dig it up when you're 26. 40 years later, you're running president. Yeah, you, you're 12 years old. You know, uh, it's, it's over you with. You give that little black kid a piece of candy. Racist. Yeah, right. And even though it might have been something to the effect of like, oh, no, I didn't know he wanted any candy. Exactly. Know? But it's, it's gotta, everything's got to be sensationalized. Everything's over, everything is over the top right now. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, a white dude on the subway farts and clears out the, the subway car, right? Well, you know, the news cycle will hit and be like, uh, white supremacist unleashes biological warfare in, in New York subway system, you know? Uh, it, like, I don't think that there's anything that is really... I don't, I don't think there's a boogeyman out there, is what I'm saying. I think that, um, you know, you, you hear a lot of the extreme right-wing people talk about the elites, the elites, and, uh, you know, I'm not trying to go down the Alex Jones... Uh, rabbit hole here where he talks about Nancy Pelosi drinking blood or whatever. I mean, oh that's goodness. some weird stuff that nobody, I don't think anyone believes. I hope no one believes. I'll put it like that. But at the same time, I do believe that there is a, an uh, elite class, uh, upper economic bracket, you know, who can afford to withstand certain things. Um, you know, you, you hear all the, I've heard all the satanic cult stories I can stomach, and I'm like, yeah, there's no proof of any of that nonsense going on. Do I think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? I mean, you know, probably not. Uh, do I think he was a pedophile? Yeah, probably. Do I think that he was whisking young children away like the Pied Piper and then having Bill Clinton come in and drink their blood? I No, that doesn't, what are you talking about? Get out of here with that. But Tom McDonald actually said it in one of his songs. He's like, he believes the elites are real, but they're not drinking baby's blood. Uh, they're creating chaos so they have something to save you from. And honestly, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what I've... Yeah, that's exactly it. So, you know, and once again, I'm not... Uh, what, is, what do they call it? A virus denier or science denier? I don't know, whatever. Look coronavirus sucked it was real we know that it shut our 
whole life down for a matter of time and it it was not fun and I don't think anyone wants to deal with that again but do I believe it is sensationalized by the media a little bit uh, yeah yeah I mean, why else would you have death counts every single day new cases deaths you didn't have a lot of recoveries in there there were like more deaths at one point I saw there was like more deaths than what was like even people getting sick and like half the a lot of not half but like a lot of people did die from, but a lot of people also didn't die from COVID that they marked down for COVID because right. they'd make more money. Right. Well, I, like I said, I'm not going to speak on that because I don't know if there was actually money exchanged or anything like that. I mean, it, it, possibly, possibly, I don't know, but I, I, I don't really, I don't know. I'm just going to stay quiet on that one. But like the point I'm getting to is this, like the, the, the true villain in this story is not black folks. It's not white folks. It's not Asian and Pacific Islanders. It's not gay folks or trans, you know, anyone in the LGBTQ, RSTUV. Um, but it, it, we're not each other's enemies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're dealing with, in my own opinion, we're on the, on, on the very edge of sliding straight into a pit of, of tyrannical government. You know, and this is where things get a little dicey for me because I, I'm not super super right wing um i have no problem saying i'm a conservative person and and most of my views do align with you know the right but at the same time like those gay dudes next door i'll wish them a happy honeymoon you guys have fun you know be safe we'll see you when you get back i don't hate anybody uh just like if I, you know, I don't even have a, a, a good uh, example because I'm afraid, and seriously, this is where it's gotten to, I'm afraid anything I say is going to be twisted into something racist, so I'm just not going to go there with that. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I have a little bit more ground to stand on with the gay community just because I have people that are very close to me who I care about very deeply who, who are, you know, gay. Um, and so, you know, I, I feel like I have a little bit more ground to stand on because uh, push really came to shove that's that's my bro like i don't care what he's into you're not gonna mess with him or you're gonna deal with me and he don't even need me like he'll he'll throttle you but say you get the upper hand i'm probably gonna throw in a hit you know what i mean so that's why i feel a little more comfortable talking about that but uh you know with with the way the media works everything though it's not just news cycles that i'm talking about like look at commercials now and you know uh, there's there are tons of things out there for, uh, you know, for like HIV prep. You know, there's tons of commercials I see, no matter what channel I'm watching, for these, you know, drugs that are uh, beneficial to the gay community. Well, do I have a problem with them doing that? No. I mean, if you're going to do what you're going to do, I would rather you stay healthy. But at the same time, it wasn't even that long ago. Those kind of things weren't, you know, super acceptable to be on TV. And the only reason that... I pick this is because I've had to explain to my daughter already why that boy was dressed like a girl. And this is where things are going to get super uh, heated for some folk. There are only two genders, in my opinion, okay? Um, well, it's not even my opinion. That's science. You know what I'm saying? You can feel how you want to feel. You can live how you want to live. But your, uh, your opinion, just like my opinion, but your opinion does not dictate my reality. Same can be said vice versa. My opinion should not dictate your reality. 
you know, if, if you're uh, born a man and you're living your life as a woman, um, you know, d do you, I, I don't know. I do you, I don't care. Uh, you know, I'm probably not going to jump in and be like, yeah, we need to, this is so brave. I, I'm sorry. I'm, does it take bravery to live your life in a way that others deem wrong? Yeah, sure. Maybe it does. Uh, but I'm not going to praise you a hero for it. Does, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with, with cultural uh, changes, especially over the past six years or so. Uh, so, I mean, let, let me ask you this, C. Wayne. You, you're, you're part of a younger generation, and I think that it's probably a lot more... Um, you, you probably see a lot more of it than I do. So, I mean, is there anything you want to add in on it? I mean... Of, like, the cultural appropriations, like how it's, like, what's accepted now is not at all... Right, yeah, yeah, just anything on any of that. We touched yeah. on it last time, like, the tattoos, the piercings, that stuff. They want you to have it almost, just to, like, yeah. to be different. Right. And people want you to, like... You guys gave me crap on that show for not having tattoos because it's just something that is so common now. It's like, why haven't I... And it, it's a great question. I mean, it, it really is. But at the same time, we had the argument then on, on that show. It's so new to us that yeah. it's acceptable because we grew up in a world where, you know, tattoos were, like he said, that guy's got to be a hoodlum. He's got to have to been in prison or something. There's Something that had to have gone wrong. He's covered in tattoos. With nowadays, like you said, it it's no big it's deal. It's like a story. If you don't have yeah, them, your, your body is your, your canvas. Yeah. True that. I feel that. I mean, it's all over me. So I, I definitely uh, good, bad, or whatever. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, but yeah, man, speak on it. Whatever, whatever you want to. Nowadays, it's like you people are pushing other people, like the elite kind of thing. They're pushing for you to stand out. That's gonna make others mad. So like the big, like promoting everything in your face, like promoting everything in your face, like how it went from June and you saw like the gay pride over July first, boom, American flags, no gay pride stuff anywhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's, that's kind of, you know, that's actually a really good point is like, if you don't believe what I'm saying, then take a look at your pride month, whether it's um, black history month or, or pride month in, in June. So February and June, like uh, now the past couple of years, because of all the stuff that's been going on, you don't get a whole lot of the, uh, you know, black lives are mattering throughout the calendar. Right. Yeah. Or 12, before it was only in months. February. Right. But, you know, still for uh, the LGBT uh, community, uh, you know, you still only got June. The only time anyone cares about you is June. And, and you know, and, and that's sad. You know, that's a sad thing because it's like, oh, look, you should be so proud of them. They're proud. They're proud. You know, it's the whole month is dedicated to being different and being proud. Okay. You can be different all year. Yeah, exactly. Like what you're different all year. Why? I would almost feel like it's offensive to have a month, month dedicated yeah. to you. Be like, you know what? I'm like this all year. Like, you can keep all that. You I shouldn't have to have someone proud of you to do something you love. Right. Well, I mean, or it, who you are. Well, okay. Let's look at let's look at it on a much smaller scale. Okay, significantly less important, a smaller scale. Um, I don't need anyone to be proud of me while I'm doing this show, right? Like, I, I just don't need that. Now, do I want that? Sure. Yeah, I think everyone wants acceptance and wants. Uh, you know, approval and all that good stuff, but you're fine without it. I'm doing this for me. This is what I want to do. And you know, if if you want to be a, a, 
a gay rights activist, whatever, do then do it. But like anything else, man, you know, let your let your work speak for it. Don't don't hold up a sign saying, "Look what I'm doing," because that cheapens it, in my opinion. Um, you know, just do what you're gonna do because it's what you want to do because it's what it's who you are. Um, you know, and and as far as anything else goes, as far as like you know. I don't even really know where I'm going with that, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think that no matter what you do, no matter who you are, what you are, anything like that, just go all out or be gone. That's just it. Just do do it to the best of your ability. If, if being a black activist is what you want to do, then go out there and do it, but don't demand that everyone get on board with you because I promise it's not going to work. Even if you're, even if you're preaching the, the most uh, unifying stuff ever, if you're trying to make someone see it your way, I promise it won't work. You know, I can sit there and talk to uh, a friend of mine who, who is gay. I, I could sit and talk to him all day about how, you know, uh, my faith and, you know, about how it says in the Bible that, you know, homosexuals won't inherit the kingdom of God and all this kind of stuff. But am I really doing any good? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm sitting there trying to cram that down someone's throat, isn't that the exact same thing as what we feel Pride Month does to us? Yeah, beating out of the It's just, you know, coming in and like, hey, this is our agenda, and you're going to accept it. Well, no, no. If you tell me I have to, I'm probably not going to. I'm still a little kid in that aspect. You know, no, don't tell me what I have to do. Just be a decent human being, and I'll probably get on board with you. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Vegans. No, nah, I think oh, we uh, no. Nah, see, no, nah. so, no. So I'm saying they force it down your throat. Uh, no, but I, but I am gonna say this. We, we could all black, white, Asian, Hispanic, uh, gay, tall, straight, short, tall, short, heavy, light, old, young, any of us. We could all join hands together and unify and say, "Hey, if you're vegan, we already know. You told us. So, like, just go eat your tofu burger, and we'll enjoy this beef, and it's gonna be great." <laughs> Just stay on your side <laughs> or in another room, please. Yeah, keep your veggie burger away from me. That seems to be the line where the, the tolerance, is, that, that, that's it. That's all you got. That's yeah, you, yeah, that's as far as my tolerance You're, you're pushing it a little I, bit there. Right, yeah. Once it hits vegan, I'm like, nah. What's bad is I have a friend who's a vegan. <laughs> He's not going to listen to this show, though, I promise. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I don't want his vegan ears to hear our right, words. Right, yeah. He's, he's out collecting seaweed and riding bicycles Kelp. or something. I don't know. Wearing a hemp pair of boxers those are scratchy i'm sure yeah that's right because when you're vegan not only can you not eat it you can't wear it or yeah no yeah you can't use you know if if uh cosmetics have been used on animal testing can't use them like i found out all the rules to it and i was like wow because originally i thought because originally i thought that you know vegan and vegetarian were the same thing that's at least that's Wrong. what I thought, you know what I mean? And as I talked to my friend who's a vegan, he was like, "Oh no, it's it's more than that." I was like, "What do you It's a lifestyle." <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah, it's a lifestyle. I was like, "So is being a crack dealer, but that doesn't mean it's a good idea, you know?" Uh, but he explained to me, you know, you can't use cosmetics or uh, you know, shampoos, soaps, anything like that that's been tested on animals. Sure you can. You, you can, can use whatever you want. You can't use um, you can't wear wool because, it, you know, even though they don't have to kill a sheep to get, you know, to make skin. the sweater, but they don't have to kill the sheep for that, but, you know, we're not going to wear it. Yeah, they just skin it. It's like <laughs> when you shave hair. 
Yeah, I mean, have you, you ever seen how thick that wool is? They're probably saying thank you, for thanks real, for getting that off of me. For real, I I've actually watched a Facebook video for like fifteen minutes straight of a dude shaving sheep. It's the most satisfying are you thing. Okay? You are can you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, bro. Like it was so nice. <laughs> Therapeutic. It was, man. I'm telling you, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, you know, obviously culture has has changed and. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my opinion. It's not going back. It's not going back. So you have to decide what do you accept and what do you, uh, you know, reject. So I can accept, and, and like, I'm going to speak just based off my faith. So off my faith, I can say this. I can reject the ideology and still accept the human being. Okay, that comes back to an age-old saying of, you know, hate the sin, love the sinner. Um, and like I said, I'm not trying to get on some biblical high horse because Lord knows I fall short every minute of every day. Uh, once again, I've already, I've already said tonight, I'm, I'm not the world's best person. I try, but I'm very flawed. Uh, my wife would definitely testify to that. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, you're going to have to decide what to accept and what to reject. So for me, I would say I will always accept the person. Uh, as long as they will allow it, I will always accept and respect the person, not necessarily the ideology or the or, or whatever else. I, I can still reject that and say, hey, you know what? I don't agree with all that, but I love you, and I, I'm with you, man. What, whatever we got to do, we you know I, I'll help you. I'll do whatever. So, you know that that's just kind of where I see things going. So, I mean, does does that? help clarify so, your your outlook on it or does you mine's are you still, a little different okay well speak so, like on. i understand like you might not respect how they like you or like whatever you said the sin but you love the sinner right for me it's like if i don't respect something about you it's hard for me to like if i don't respect what you stand for it's hard for me to respect you in that aspect because you were you're with something that i don't like so it's like say someone supports like i mean i i can't really say anything cause i just say white yeah it's racist. Yeah, well. Like, I don't think black people are bad at all. Not racist. I don't think, you know, but like the Black Lives Matter saying all white people are bad, wrong. That is yeah. wrong. No, I, I know I'm not a racist out there shooting black people for the fun of it. Yeah. No. And I can't like people that support that because they're putting me under the racist claim when I'm not. No, I understand. Forcing me to look like one. Right. And I, like, I just can't. It's hard for me to respect people that willingly go for stuff that they know I don't like. Okay, so I'm going to touch on what you just said, though. Um, but it's like you know, weird. being called a racist, which I have been called many times. Same. I, I worked in it. Of course, I worked in a in, <clears throat> in the detention center, and I was a white guard. And you know, so anytime you know there's a, a black man incarcerated and a white guard comes in, there's a good chance he's probably going to get called a racist. And so it, it's it's happened before, and I've I've learned to just kind of shrug it off uh, because once again, the vast majority of people, even in jail, are like, "Nah, man." He's not like that. Mr. Hobbs cool. And so I was always very thankful to have, you know, everyone always thinks, oh, it's nothing but bad people in jail. Well, that's not the truth, man. Sometimes you got good people who just made mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes but, they just had a bad night. That's right. That's right. It, it could happen to like any of us, you know. Um, but anyway, going on that, you said, you know, being called a racist. And I, I've just found out here recently that my explanation or my uh, reasoning on, you know, my how do I know I'm not a racist apparently is racist. Uh, yeah, I was like, I can't be racist. I have friends of all colors and ethnicities, uh, you know, and I 
think no less of them than I think of any white person. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's don't that doesn't sound there's, racist there's, at all. Actually, like, yeah, what would be racist? Like, I don't like. Black but I, but I but literally the comeback was this. That's such a racist thing to say. You say you're not racist just because you have a black friend. I was like, yeah, textbook. I I think that means I'm not a racist. I'm pretty sure he doesn't hate black people. Yeah, right. But you know, like I said, everything's so backwards and weird now. Like everyone's in their feelings. You know what I mean? Like you can't just like it seems like anymore. You can't just walk up to someone and be like, hey, how you doing? You know? Oh, good. All right. Yeah, me you gotta too. You get to ask them first. Are you vegan? <laughs> That's if they say yes, turn around. If yeah, no, just turn around and walk off. I don't if know. they say no, because you already know. It's like I'm vegan. You're like, oh, you're doing bad. Like you're down I... bad. Like you're hitting a you up to like everyone. Are you kidding? They would have told you before you ever had an opportunity. That's, exactly that, that's right. a good point. When you walk past them, like, oh, excuse me, I'm vegan. I'm vegan? Five feet away with that burger, sir. Right. Oh, this is tofu. Right. Yeah. There you go. Tofu burgers. Um. Whatever. But, uh, hey, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoot Hobbs Show. Uh, if you guys would do me a favor, go on your favorite podcast platform, Google, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it may be. Hit the subscribe button. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. I am Hoot Hobbs, and with me, as always, I'm on your left, but I'm your right-hand man, C. Wayne. And my producer, Brandon Torres. Good night.